Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 459th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is covering the spectacular QBE shootout golf tournament this past week at the gorgeous Ritz-Carlton Tiburon course in Naples, Florida. And Kevin Na and Jason Kokrak put on a performance for the ages yesterday. Below past Jason Day and Mark Leishman to win the tournament. Uh, exciting down to the very end, as it uh, has been in years past. And Kevin Na was just on fire. He birdied s- seven, repeat, seven holes in a row during the round, and uh, it was just a sight to behold. And at the end, uh, even though the tournament was secure for Na and Kokrak, uh, Billy Horschel hit a beautiful shot uh, on the 18th green uh, to secure second place uh, for him, and I believe it was uh, Sam Burns was his playing partner, and so it was really, uh, really, truly some special stuff, uh, to say the least, and uh, the crowds were awesome, as they always are. This is probably the third or fourth time I've covered this tournament over the past number of years. Uh, the weather was simply spectacular, and of course, the QBE Shootout is hosted by none other than the shark himself, Greg Norman. And just a wonderful week all around. It may be the most friendly, fan-friendly event of the year. It's not a sanctioned PGA event, so there's no FedEx Cup points, that type of thing. Uh, So it's pretty much pressure-free. It's also... Teams, teams of two. So they're just very relaxed, enjoying the fabulous town of Naples and the uh, venue of the Ritz Carlton. And it's just the opportunities to interact with the golfers are at a level you just don't typically see in a normal. PGA tournament event. Um, for instance, I was right off the green from both some practice rounds as far as tournament rounds when the likes of Ian Poulter, Graham McDowell, Lexi Thompson from the LPGA uh, would come off, take pictures, sign autographs, hats, whatever it was, and really take their time interacting with uh, the fans. And it was really just terrific. And perhaps the highlight of my week was sitting in on uh, Bubba Watson interview as he reflected on his master's victories, what they've meant to him, what it's like to have a locker in the champion's locker room. And he was really uh, just going into 
uh, deep dive on discussing anything and everything just regarding the masters. It was very enlightening, uh, right down to what it's like immediately after winning the masters and how much activity is occurring to, of course, hosting the dinner, heading into the following year, and then just so often just sitting there with legends. Uh, he made a reference to, you, you know, the likes of Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas. need I say more, uh, right there, uh, you know, talking with, uh, sitting at tables, just talking with past champions and, of course, other participants from the PGA. And so it was just a, it was a magical, magical interview. Had a chance to chat with him for a moment or two afterwards, after the interview. So that was great. And it was during a practice round, so it was Wednesday. Um, excuse me, make that, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, the tournament hadn't started yet. They, of course, have a pro-am uh, that lasts a couple days and is a super, super popular event uh, in its own right. Uh, and then on Saturday, uh, they have what's called Live Fest, which is a country-western concert. And uh, Thomas Rhett was one of the singers, big name. And it was an interesting dynamic as the fans poured in for a 4.30 start time to the concert as the players were wrapping up uh, that round. So never thought I'd see so many cowboy boots and cowboy hats uh, in Naples, Florida. Uh, And so it was just a great dynamic on Saturday evening. The energy thousands attend this concert and it's held on the driving range. And it's a big-time event held every year and uh, clearly growing in popularity. And so just a tremendous dynamic to end uh, the round on Saturday as you had the golf crowd leaving and the country western fans coming uh, all late afternoon. So it was really a a lot of fun, just a tremendous tournament. I was honored to be credentialed to cover it yet again. And... uh, And just truly a wonderful, wonderful time. So moving into other stories of the week, my bizarre story of the week is yesterday's Tampa Bay Bucks game where uh, they shockingly, they led 24 to 3 at halftime. They shockingly gave up that 21-point lead to the Buffalo Bills in the second half uh, at Raymond James Stadium down here in Tampa. Uh, before Tom Brady did it again, throwing a 50-yard overtime touchdown pass to Brashard Perryman, who really uh, used his jets to go away from the defender, so it was a walk-off touchdown. Uh, The D, which was having trouble in the second half containing the Bills, especially Josh Allen, Came up big when they had to. In other words, the Bills were driving down for a potential game-winning touchdown or game-tying field goal, and they held them to a field goal, thus sending it into overtime. And then in overtime, the Bills had the ball first, couldn't do anything with it. And from that moment on, the game was in Tom Brady's hands, need I say more. All he had to do was get a field goal or any type of score, and they win the game. And, of course, he won it in the best fashion possible as he hit uh, Perryman on just a beautiful crossing route. And he just put on the Jets and burned right past the defender for, again, what was a really, really cool walk-off TD. To say the least, they showed some great footage immediately of Tom Brady's dad, Tom Brady Sr., uh, reacting uh, with the emotion of that play and uh, up in the box with uh, various friends and family. And so it was really, to say they were quite excited, as was everybody in Ray J, as the stadium is known down here. Uh, It was was a moment. And it really bodes well for the Bucks as they're uh, fighting with the Packers and the Cardinals uh, for the number one seed in the NFC. And it also, of course, uh, 
meant a lot to the New England Patriots, who are now the number one AFC seed. Hard to believe, given that they were two and four not all that long ago. And so the Bucks did, uh, and Brady. Brady did a solid for his old team, the Patriots, by beating the Bills yesterday. Uh, so the Patriots are now in the driver's seat for uh, winning the AFC East. Um, and should be fun to watch uh, going forward, um, see if the Patriots can hold on to that number one seed, which is something you just cannot overstate. Many of Belichick's, many if not all of Belichick's Super Bowls have come with a home field advantage throughout. Well, not all of them because they beat Kansas City in Kansas City a few years ago. We all remember that one. And uh, But uh, it's you can't overstate how important that is, especially the Patriots, given their track record of uh, home field advantage, bye week if possible, um, as the formula for getting to and often winning Super Bowls. Well, my low light of the week is Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Meyer embroiled again in controversy with a report coming out uh, last week that he called his coaches losers, his assistant coaches, and was in a heated argument with uh, wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. And also that, uh, yeah, that after the they had lost a week ago to the Rams, that they were telling the Rams players that it uh, that he doesn't treat the players like adults. This was post game as the players from the Rams and the Jaguars were talking. Again, it's a report. Uh, the Jaguars uh, said it's not true. We shall see. These things always have a chance of coming out. But uh, once again, the tenure of Urban Meyer as the Jacksonville coach is embroiled in yet another controversy, following up one a few weeks ago of his uh, actions at, uh, at a restaurant in Columbus, Ohio, of course, where he used to coach uh, Ohio State. Another low light of the week is certainly the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were losing 29 to nothing uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. To their credit, they came back in the second half, starting with about midway through the third quarter, and actually had a chance to win the game uh, on the very last play. And when Ben uh, threw a great pass to Pat Fryermouth, the rookie tight end from Penn State, and he just could not hold on. Had they scored, they would have had to convert a two-point conversion, and that would have tied the game. Uh, which would have been nothing short of amazing. But the but the low-light part of it is very simply that the chances of the Steelers making the playoffs are that much more difficult because of uh, it seems like every team in the AFC is practically is eligible um, to are still in the hunt to make the playoffs, that they're still alive, but it's going to take a lot of good things to happen. Um and we shall see, but right now, uh, hopes are dim for the Steelers. And we'll just have to wait and see how that all turns out. But, uh, yeah, again, they were coming off the emotional win, the Steelers were, of beating the uh, Baltimore Ravens at home and what everybody was saying was a must-win situation the previous week. They did win that game. Amazing ending. And... Ben is looking like the old Ben in, the four, in these fourth quarters of these, quote, must-win games. And uh, unfortunately, they just come up short in the game against the Vikings. Um, but uh, again, the hopes are dimming for the Steelers to make the playoffs. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Our pleasure, as always, AP, and you had a fabulous week attending a couple major, major college football-related events, Uh, and why don't we just start with the Heisman, and you have to be so excited. It's hard to believe that Bryce Young is the first Alabama quarterback ever to win the Heisman. Yeah, that was historical for Alabama, for their quarterback to win. Now, Nick Saban took the program from zero to four. From 2007 to 2021, four Heisman Trophy winners at the University Amazing. of Alabama. Three different right. positions, John. Wide receiver, Devontae Smith last year, quarterback this year, and Mark Ingram, the first Heisman Trophy winner, Derek Henry. It is just amazing, AP, and the most amazing part is I remember when Mark Ingram won it and how shocking it was to everybody, including myself, you know, that he was the first Alabama player ever to win the Heisman, given the storied history of that program. It was stunning at the at the time. Um, but now they're making yeah. up for, for lost time, you might say, for four of the last, yeah. whatever, eight, ten years, I guess. Yeah, it's phenomenal what they've done uh, by you know highlighting these tremendous players that recruit from every part of the country. Matter of fact, Mark Ingram, Michigan. Uh, Derrick Henry, Florida. Devontae Smith, Louisiana. Bryce Young, California. Yep, that just shows their recruiting reach, which has uh, simply become unparalleled now. And, you know, the beauty of the program, yeah. uh, you know, is not only are you practically guaranteed to go to the college football playoff, you're always in the hunt for a national championship and maybe most importantly to any 18 year old, 17, 18 year old, considering where to go to college, a a blue chipper, uh, 
it's the best path to the NFL imaginable, obviously, because they, they're getting well, just record numbers drafted right. in the first round and whatnot. Yeah, John, they're very competitive in practice every day, so you're becoming better or you're probably moving on. Correct. Exactly, exactly right, AP. Um, so how was the how was attending the Heisman weekend? It must have been terrific in New York City. Yeah, John, we, we were at the Marriott Marquis. We met with the three candidates who were present, uh, Bryce Young of Alabama, Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, and um, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh was in Baltimore receiving the Johnny Unitas Award. So we were able to sit down and uh, have tremendous access, you know, 15 to 20 minutes with each candidate, able to ask plenty of questions if, if that was your cup of tea. And then we met with them again at 6 o'clock prior to the broadcast. And then the winner came back at 10 o'clock. And then also, John, at 1 o'clock on Saturday, we had a review of the venue. The very first time was at the Lincoln Center Jazz building. Really? Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Typically, yeah, it's... I, I didn't know there was five buildings. <laughs> it's a big place. I think I've walked by it a few times in Manhattan. Right, yeah, five different buildings. John. I didn't realize. I thought it was just when I arrived on the plaza there with the fountain, I thought, well, this is where we're supposed to be located today to review the venue. Um, come to find out, I had to go about a block or two on 60th and, 60th and Broadway, West 60th and Broadway. That's where, where the Lincoln... Center Jazz was located. Wow. Um, yeah. Anytime you own five buildings in uh, Manhattan, uh, that's some serious real estate, to say the least. Every inch is so valuable. Uh, how was the weather there? Were you chilly? Yes. Uh, no, John, it was fairly um, you know, mild compared to former winters. I think it was in the neighborhood of between 40 and then it reached up to 60 along the way, even above 60 uh, in those few days. Nice. Yes. In fact, I was noticing that. Uh, A lot of comments on, you know, various football games and stuff over the weekend about how unseasonably warm the weather was in the Northeast. So good for you. I'm glad you didn't have to encounter uh, uh, any snowstorms or anything like that. Uh, And the other place you were at last week where – Snow was not a possibility. Would certainly be uh, the big awards show out in Las Vegas. Yeah, that was nice as well, John. There was uh, two thousand people, John, at the event. The RAO Hotel normally held at the Waldorf. They moved it west for the very first time. It was a sensational event. Uh, I was there primarily to see EJ Junior. the third, the legendary linebacker from Alabama, being inducted for the class of twenty twenty. And they had two classes, 2020 and 2021. So that was a total of, I think it was 24. And four coaches about Andy Talley, Andy Talley of, uh, of um, St. Lawrence, I believe, and Villanova. He's probably known for Villanova more than St. Lawrence, I guess. Dick Sheridan, North Carolina State and Furman, uh, Bob Stoops, Oklahoma, and Rudy Hubbard, Florida A&M. I think that was the only school. He was former Ohio State uh, player. He was on that staff that actually won the 68. Uh, championship when they beat O.J. Simpson in the Rose Bowl. Wow. There's some big names, to say the least, AP, and it was, of course, the annual National Football Foundation event, and 2,000 people. That's just nothing short of amazing. And, uh, by the way, you look good in a tuxedo. I saw the pictures you posted, and uh, <laughs> nothing well, like getting you. dressed up in thank a tuxedo you. in Las Vegas, right? <laughs> no, it was... It was spectacular. And, and John, you know, Tony Romo was inducted in Carson Palmer and Eric Dickerson and T.J. Uh, uh, Spiller from Clemson. And uh, you see Michael Westbrook, Colorado. Wow. Uh, Harris Barton, North Carolina. It was just, like I say, there was 20 players for those two years. It was fun to be around them and uh, see them with their schools, of course, representing. And, uh, you know, Jumbo Elliott, uh, he, he was not able to be there, but he was out of Michigan. So I actually sat next to the Michigan table, Alabama oh, table nice. next to the Michigan table, and the other, other side was Florida, of course. I think uh, Michigan and Georgia is going to be a sensational game. 
down the road on New Year's Eve, uh, I think it's what, 7.30 or 8.30 Eastern time. Yeah, that should be a good ball game down to Orangeville. I agree, AP. I think that is just, uh, you know, a tremendous matchup. I really do. I mean, Michigan's just on a roll. They've, you know, just shed all the demons that uh, had been surrounding the programs uh, and, you know, their coach, Jim Harbaugh, for the last number of years. And they just uh, put a stop to all that. And when you step away from all that, what you have is a team that just looks ready to go, what they did to Ohio State. And then the uh, following week in the Big Ten Championship game against a, a good Iowa team. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think – and then Georgia has just had a fabulous year, no question about it, until they ran into Alabama in the SEC Championship game. And uh, But that's, that's right. just a really – that's a juicy matchup, no doubt about that. Yeah, John, they've only played twice in the history of the school. I think both times was Ann Arbor. I think it was 57 and 65. I think Georgia beat them like in a close game in 65. That was, you know, and Georgia has not, they have not gone north of the Mason-Dixon line very often. And, uh, you know, they, they played Notre Dame the last few years here. But right. up until that point, I think Georgia, Michigan, 65 was the last time. That's amazing. Like, you know, again, just two storied yeah, I, I programs. True. Yeah. And um, like I said, that was one of Vince Dooley's teams that went up there in the mid-60s. And I think that was right before Bo Schenck arrived. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, now you're talking uh, the Wayback Machine there. Um, it's right, almost hard right. to remember life before Bo Schembechler for... Uh, yes, yes. In fact, I, 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 you know, of course, when I think of Bo Schembechler, I always think of the famous uh, 1968 or 69 upset against the uh, basically unbeatable at the time. 69, Ohio 69 State, John. Yeah. That was 69. 69, right. Yeah. Rex Kern. It's like I remember exactly where I was that day, I was, you know, as a kid. And uh, it was, I was out probably playing football and in the house and Michigan was leading again what was considered to be an unbeatable Ohio State team that was going to win three straight national championships Rex Kern Jim Otis Jack Tatum or a few of the players on that Ohio State team and uh yeah. of course Michigan had the lead and uh needless to say I, I sat down and watched every play from that point on and so that that was special stuff um to say the least uh yeah so, AP, back to the dinner, the National Football Foundation dinner. Uh, so, do, do Archie Manning, I'm guessing, was there? I think he's the president of the NFF. Yeah, yeah he, he was there. Archie Manning, yeah, Archie Manning um, was there. He sure was. He spoke. And uh, also, Archie Griffin was there, you know, the two-time Heisman winner from Ohio of course. State. Speaking so, of Ohio the, State. The, right, and then the speaker for yeah, the speaker for the group was Bob Stoops. He spoke for the, the two classes. He, really? He was good. He's very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've really enjoyed listening to him on the Fox pregame show this season. And, uh, mm-hmm. and of course, he's going to be the interim coach for the bowl games uh, in place of Lincoln Riley, who, as we all know, went out to USC. Um, but, yeah, he, he's right. – I can imagine he would be a very good uh, – deliver a very good speech he again he's you know just never really heard a lot from him you know uh, nothing like seeing him every week on tv uh so I, i've really grown to enjoy his right. perspective smart guy oh yeah he he's uh, engaging and he gave a pretty long uh visit with the reporters there that day uh, for the national football foundation we had that press conference in the morning so it was fun to talk to him. Was, and I, you know, I was trying to circulate and do some other things as well. But uh, I did hear a few of his comments. Yeah, so AP was really pretty much like a, uh, you know, two, three-day event. Is that accurate? You probably got there a day or two ahead of time and lots of stuff going on yes. both before and a little bit after, I'm guessing. Right, right. You got there. The event was December 7th of Tuesday night. And, uh, you know, you got to see some other coaches. I saw Josh Heifel at Tennessee and Mark Stoops at Kentucky and 
uh, Ryan Harson of Auburn and uh, a few other, you know, many coaches uh, were sprinkled uh, uh, throughout the event. You know, it was 2,000 people. It's hard to see everybody. But you run into them in the hotel or, you know, maybe in the elevator or at the event itself. That's wonderful, AP. Well, it just sounds like a terrific week for you uh, between the National Football Foundation dinner early in the week and Vegas. And then, uh, of course, the Heisman Trophy this past weekend up in New York City. Uh, you know, a great week uh, with more to come. College football playoff and the like. Uh, bowl season getting underway. Uh, uh, great time of year, to say the least. Oh, yeah, it's a festive atmosphere, and people can relax in, in those environments. I mean, the season is almost over. They're preparing for their bowl games, and the early signing period is this Wednesday. So, And coaches are moving around. I'm sure we'll discuss that in one of the next segments. Oh, no doubt about it. Yes, it's been, uh, you know, a whirlwind, to put it mildly. I don't remember uh, coach movement quite like this year ever and we will get into that uh speaking of next segment why don't we take our break now and we will get into that area uh next segment so don't go anywhere Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., last segment we talked about you attending the National Football Foundation Hall of Fame induction last Tuesday night in Vegas, uh, December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. And then uh, I also attended all the Heisman activities over the weekend in New York City. Uh, 
So AP, at this point, you, I'm sure you're tuned in or maybe hyper-tuned in to all the exciting things going on in college football. And let's just start with the coaches, AP. I mean, I don't ever remember uh, big names moving, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley to start with. Uh, and then the aftermath of what follows, whether it's, you know, <laughs> Brian Kelly speaking with a southern accent or uh, and then there's some chatter about, you know, uh, Lincoln Riley and I guess a legislator in Oklahoma wanted to name like a, a one foot section of highway or something <laughs> on, on, leaving, right at the border. The state, right. Yeah, yeah. right at the border. Uh, Lincoln Riley Road or something. So, so a lot of just sort yeah. of funny, you know, stories. But you know, the fallout, the discussion. Uh, it's been unlike anything I can ever remember. AP because they they both were such shocking uh, moves to say the least. It all started, of course, moments after Bedlam, where. Lincoln Riley says he will absolutely not be taking the LSU job. And next thing you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody wakes up to the morning that he took the USC job, uh, the morning after Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah. I know, which they yeah, lost. Can't, the, 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 can't make this stuff up. Yeah, that was the same, no, that was the same as poker bluff, right? I mean, that was, that's, I mean, that was incredible. He, had, he could say emphatically, I'm definitely not taking the LSU Correct. Exactly right. And then, uh, and then you know, that news seemed impossible to top. And to a certain degree, it was, given the timing and all that, uh, you know, just on a, early on a Sunday morning. And that's how what we all wake up to. And then, uh, and then of course, you know, but it was kind of topped with Brian Kelly's just shocking uh Move to take the LSU job, and uh, and you, you know that it's Notre Dame. He's leaving Notre Dame. That's not something that happens very often, voluntarily. So the chatter yeah. around that probably exceeded Lincoln Riley, which would have seemed impossible. Uh, but here we are, AP. You know, it's just incredible. Yeah, John. John, and think about this: he's the all-time leader who wins at Notre Dame, correct? Correct. He passed Newt Rockney. This past year, for the most wins ever, by an you know, for the Irish, by a football coach, and anytime, anytime you do something, you break a record held by Newt Rockney, then you're really doing something. One of the all-time football legends, to say the least. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> it's uh, it's funny. I was reminded of him this week because I was covering a golf tournament down in. Naples, Florida, at the Ritz-Carlton Tiburon, and I, of course, swung by the Ritz-Carlton uh, on the beach, just a few miles from the course, and reminded me that a couple years ago, as I was walking through that very same lobby at the Ritz-Carlton on the beach in Naples, who was standing in the lobby, yes. but none other than Brian Kelly, AP, and uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, it was quite the reminder to, to physically be back in that lobby where I saw Brian wow. Kelly. Uh, you know, it created quite a stir, as you could imagine. Uh, just yes, him yes. standing in the lobby waiting for transportation or whatever it was. He's with his family. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, it's going to be exciting stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of other fascinating Hires. I, of course, am a big Penn State fan, having grown up in central Pennsylvania. The defensive coordinator, Brent Pry, went to Virginia Tech, and uh, and then Penn State announced over the weekend that Manny Diaz, the former Miami coach, who was replaced by the former Oregon coach, Mario Cristobal, down at the U. But anyway, Manny Diaz was hired as the defensive coordinator at Penn State to succeed Brent Pry, who again is taking over the Hokies. So uh, the domino effect is uh, at a high level these days in college football, to say the least. Yeah, it's amazing how that transpires so quickly that Penn State hired Manny Diaz. And Mario yes. Cristobal, the only comment I have about Mario, you know, he's a good offensive line coach at uh, Alabama. But when you look at 
his opportunities with Oregon, Washington was not very good. Stanford was down. UCLA was struggling to become relevant. USC was down. Arizona State's trying to build up the program. Arizona hasn't been good in a long time. Utah was a nemesis, but if you couldn't win big time with all those uh, things, uh, you know, the stature of each team a certain way, you know, not at their best, you know, I guess the main thing was he wanted to get back home. I mean, to get back to Miami. Right. You know, you know that was that was the important factor. For but you, you have all the resources at Oregon, and the league was down most of most of the teams during his tenure, except you know in Utah. You know they they were strong up front, and that's why they gave him trouble. But I don't know what he can do at Miami. I guess you're going to circle the, that area they call the state of Miami from the days past of Howard Schnellenberger, and, but you're still going to have to develop them, and the pressure is going to be on you to have consistency. Oh, yeah. You have the better talent in the team. Can you win? You know, he's going to have to overcome some of those things with his coaching uh, staff and, and his ability to motivate his team uh, more on a weekly basis than just every once in a while. Exactly. No, it's a tall order. Uh, the fans are just clamoring. Uh, to return to the old days when the U was uh, one of the great teams in college football history for a decade or more, easily. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's their hand-picked guy. He's an alumni. And uh, so it should be fun to watch. And, AP, we've come to the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take a break now and still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Foxworth Theory is what you need now. Hosted by Eugenia Foxworth. Each show brings a unique guest from many walks of life. From authors and entertainers to artists, fashion, music, and business. You never know what your takeaway will be, but you'll definitely learn something new. It's a whole new type of talk show. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Harlem America Digital Network and the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. 
Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Saturday night. That's right, Saturday night. Uh, New England Patriots at Indianapolis Colts game. And uh, AP, the stakes get higher as Mac Jones, former Alabama quarterback, obviously, and national champion, uh, takes follow will follow up his memorable game against the Buffalo Bills last Monday night where he only threw three passes. Uh, and Damian Harris, of course, had a 63-yard touchdown run or thereabouts in the first quarter to set the tone. And, uh, and they beat the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, but now, and they've had the bye week AP, and now they're uh, headed to Indy for a massive matchup. Uh, but I can't imagine anything could be, it'll be the exact opposite of cold wind and snow in Buffalo, now indoors against the Colts. Uh, it'll be fascinating to watch the Mac Jones saga continue. And he's just having uh, such an incredible year, to put it mildly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Patriots, again, were after their amazing victory in Buffalo. Uh, you talk about going old school, um, a game I don't think any of us will ever forget. Uh, no, John. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, it was it was incredible to watch that ball game. Yes, the defense was excellent for the Patriots as normal, and so yep. they were able to run the football, put some points on the board, and say, "Okay, so you catch up to us, or or pass us, or uh, take the lead. We can just just run the ball. We don't have to throw the football." It was amazing. It was remarkable. Again, it was old school extraordinaire. Um, 222 or 46, 246 yards rushing. Of course, Damian Harris's signature play from that game, his long run in the first quarter. Uh, the defense stepping up right down to the very end when they kept the Bills out of the end zone. Uh, just and whether, like, you, you know, you, you read about in Buffalo, uh, yet there it was, and uh, a strong wind, of course. But AP, I think the three passes thrown were attempted by the Patriots was the lowest number since 1974. I mean, we're really, we're really talking. You know, <laughs> it was more like you know, 1921 than 2021, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, 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 this right. New Rockney would have loved this game. Uh, uh, that's probably how many passes they threw when he he literally invented the forward pass, Newt Rockney. Right, so uh, we were right. talking about him earlier, of course, in regards to Brian Kelly. Um, but yeah, AP Mac Jones. Uh, I expect. I mean, the Colts are a really good team, and uh, you know, another formidable opponent and a big game for the Patriots. You know, they're they're number one seed in the AFC. And they need to win this game to hold on to that. And they, so, yeah, I can't wait to watch I that think, one. Yeah, it's extremely important. Yeah, yeah, extremely important because if you have to travel to a place like Kansas City and you have a rookie quarterback, I mean, uh, although you have a good defense, uh, we don't know what could happen on the road. But if they get to play in New England all the way through, it, I like the Patriots' chances because of their defense and the way that Mac has played throughout the season and. and he seems to be getting better. Absolutely. He seems to be getting better. They're trusting him more because he's earned additional trust. Um, yeah, AP, it's, uh, I mean, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the, the formula for success uh, for Patriots getting to and often winning Super Bowls is always, always, you know, the bye week. And I believe there's only one team gets it. That's the number one seed in each conference. Um, and... You know, home field throughout, bye week and home field throughout is the formula where that's how the Patriots have typically won their Super Bowls, and uh, they're lined up. But they got to beat the Colts, and then the week after the Colts, the Bills are coming into Foxborough the day after Christmas, and uh, then they end the season hosting the Jaguars again in Foxborough. So, so it's all lined up for them, AP. But it's kind of like if they can get up over this. If they can beat the Colts, then the next two are at home. 
and uh, yes. they, they could be sitting pretty. So it's going to be, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. And uh, as always, and good to have NFL on Saturday after the fabulous Army Navy game on Saturday. Another close game as Navy won, um, and yes. amazing AP how. As we go to the, as we get ready to sign off the show here, it's just amazing how you're in, you're out. Those two teams play fabulous games. Army Navy, very fitting. Oh yeah, John, it was it was something for Navy to win that ball game. And John, just uh, Patriots have to travel to Miami for the last game on January 9th, Sunday. You're right. Sorry, AP, I forgot. Thank you for checking. Uh, I, I was, I forgot. There's a 17th game. And I, I, I'm so used to the Patriots ending their season with two home games that I kind of forgot about Miami, uh, January 9th, I believe it is. So that'll be big. Um, right. But hey, yeah, it could, could be the two Alabama quarterbacks going at it once more. Tua and Mac Jones. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be something for home field yeah. uh, on the line? Uh, AP, I can't thank you enough for another great show and sharing with us your fabulous events that you're covering. And Great job, as always. Hey, John, it was my pleasure. Really appreciate it. Our pleasure as well, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.